We'd like to welcome you to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 1st, 2012. Uh, next study that relates to these other, to this Prometheus study, is entitled Strong Delusion, ETs, Aliens, UFOs, Nephilim, and the Grenada Treaty. And again, if you've never heard anything about the Grenada Treaty, it might be something you might want to... Six-part teaching. Really heavy duty. Uh, <clears throat> Matthew twenty four thirty eight and Luke seventeen twenty six says, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Uh, when, In other words, when Jesus Christ comes back. <clears throat> what is the significance of the statement, and how does it relate to the Nephilim UFO and or alien agenda? The flood epic of Genesis 6 begins with the strange account of the sons of God or angels in the Old Testament taking human wives. Genesis 6-4, there were giants in the earth in those days and also after that. Where is it after that? Well, in the promised land. When they went to the promised land, there was giants in the land. In other words, that was after the flood. So anyway, when the sons of God came in under the daughters of men and they bare them children to them, the same became mighty men, which were men of old, men of renown. The Hebrew word which is translated giants is Nephilim, which means the fallen ones. Jude describes them as angels having left their first estate. These fallen angels came to earth for their own purposes and to corrupt the seed of humanity and ultimately destroy human civilization so as to negate the biblical statement made below in which God himself says in Genesis 3, 14 and 15, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, meaning tempted Eve, caused her sin, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field, Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, meaning enmity being war, and between thy seed, the serpent's seed, and her seed, Eve's seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise thy heel. The bruising of the head is, uh, by most biblical scholars, meaning that the Son of God, Jesus Christ, through his finished work of the cross, is ultimately going to bruise Satan's head. It's going to be the ultimate defeat over him. They were trying to prevent, in Genesis 6, the human race from ever advancing or propagating any further. And Satan knew if he could get this happening on earth, where these um, human hybrid Nephilim creatures populated, took over, procreated, all flesh had been corrupted, says it right in there in Genesis 6. The thoughts of men were only evil continually, so Satan knew if he could pull that off, then what would ultimately end up happening is, is if he could destroy all the human race, then this prophecy could never be fulfilled, meaning Satan's head being bruised. Well, he came pretty close, got to eight people, and then God arranged the ark, and arranged the animals getting on the ark. And this is how Satan tried to take out, uh, or, or, or negate this prophecy from ever happening. So, anyway, we get into that in this particular teaching. Next teaching is entitled, UFOs, Aliens, Fallen Angels, Nephilim, in the Days of Noah. Uh, which, again, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, Ephesians 6.12. The phrase, in the high places, literally means in the heavens. Hence, Satan is called the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2.2. Imagine a confederation of rebellious angels occupying the atmospheric heavens. And that's kind of part of what we get into. Some of this information is obviously going to be redundant from study to study. Some of it. 
But I try to give a different take on each subject. And because these subjects are so very little covered in the church, there's something that, you know, a little bit of redundancy built in there is kind of a good thing. Because for most people, this is, they never heard this stuff. They never even knew. I mean, I never was taught any of this stuff when I was in the modern day corporate church for the years that I was in there. I mean, I never learned any of this stuff. Ever. So, again, a little redundancy is not a bad thing in this particular case. So, next article. Vatican easing humanity toward alien disclosure. And uh, I'll give you a little link here. And it says, Vatican chief astronomer, because you always got to figure in how is the Catholic Church inter- interlaced with this. Vatican chief astronomer, father, uh, I hate that term. The Bible says, call no man father but your father in heaven. Anyway. This devil, Jose or Jose Gabriel Funes, in a long interview with uh, this Italian newspaper this week, made news by saying, quote, Just as we consider earthly creatures as a brother and sister, why should we not talk about extraterrestrial brothers? Oh, really? Wow. So that was his wonderfully... Uh, well-crafted statement there. The statement by Foons are the latest, it should be Buffoons, oh sorry, Foons is the latest in a string of recent comments by the Vatican astronomers confirming a belief that discovery may be made in the near future of alien life. Oh wow, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot of truth from the Catholic Church in regard to that. In asking whether little green men might be guilty of original sin, the Catholic theologian astronomers don't blink. Foons said that he was sure that if aliens needed redemption, they, in some way, could have the chance to enjoy God's mercy. And again, Jesus Christ did not come and die on the cross to pay the price for cows to go to heaven, and he sure didn't do it for fallen angels, or demons, or devils. Okay? I mean, they were already condemned. They made their decision a long time ago. So, but this... this buffoon, foons, said that if aliens need redemption, they, they could have a chance to enjoy God's mercy that, um, in his redemption. Vatican astronomer Guy Cosmolanjo was more explicit. He said, quote, there's no problem in getting the Son of God to every planet with ETs. <coughs> Excuse me. There's no planet. There's no problem getting the Son of God to every planet with ETs. Because as Christians accept every Sunday during the Holy Eucharist, Christ is truly physically present in a million places and sacrificed a million times every day at every sacrifice of the Mass. You blasphemous devil. You speak those blasphemous, evil, satanic words out of your blasphemous mouth. That's one of the most evil things I've ever heard anyone ever say in my life. And again, the whole thing, lie of the Eucharist. Which, again, is not the Lord's Supper. One of the ordinances in the Bible that Jesus talks about. No. No, it's an occult ceremony. The Mass is an occult ceremony. A uh, death ceremony, essentially. And what they believe is through the process of transubstantiation that the Eucharist, the Catholic communion host, which they literally worship like some god, and the wine is literally changed into the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ at the Mass 
through the power, through the occult power, essentially, of the priests. They believe they have that power as Catholic priests. And this is the whole thing about the holy, holy, unholy Eucharist in the Mass. And, again, what is the essence of it? <clears throat> Sacrificing Christ in a million places, sacrificed a million times every day at every sacrifice of the Mass. See, they have to continually re-sacrifice and re-put Jesus Christ back on the cross every time they go. Why? Because when Jesus Christ said it was finished on the cross, no, 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 no they do not believe that. They believe they've got to re-sacrifice him all the time, every Mass, all the time, whenever they have their disgusting, blasphemous Masses, to continually re-atone for their sins, because this is one of the ways that they earned their way into hell. Oh, I mean, sorry, they think it's heaven, but it's hell. Well, actually, the only thing they can really hope for is purgatory, and then hope somebody prays a whole bunch of Masses for them um, after they get into purgatory, after they're dead, and hopefully they'll get into heaven a little bit quicker that way. Whereas the babies just go to limbo. You know, that, uh, None of it's biblical, none of it's in the Bible. It's, it's in extra-biblical uh, books that are not canon of Scripture, but... That's what they teach and believe and part of their blasphemous pagan system. Uh, other than that, I don't really have a lot of opinion on it. I'm sorry, just kidding, a little sarcasm. But yeah, that's what they believe. And uh, it's total blasphemy. This is why when you go into Catholic Church, you always see the crucifix. Well, what do you mean? That's where Jesus Christ is back up on the cross. Pitiful, they have to portray him as the most, either as baby Jesus Little baby, innocent, oh, he couldn't hurt to do anything really much. Or, you know, they've got to put him in the most pitiful state on the cross. Oh, he's more palatable that way. He's, he's being continually re-sacrificed. He's off the cross. He is ever seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. He's not re-sacrificed. It was finished. Once and for all. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. It doesn't have to be redone and redone and redone. Million sacrifices over and over and over and over. Like it's starting over every time they go. It's total, pure blasphemy. Just one of the many pagan aspects and sacrilegious, blasphemous aspects of that Catholic pseudo-death death cult. So, anyway. <clears throat> Cosmologio... Consol Magno tackled this subject, this whole subject of the whole thing about uh, uh, what I, this, this quote I just read. He tackled the subject in a 50-page booklet entitled Intelligent Life in the Universe. <clears throat> Lord knows he's not part of that intelligent life. Anyway, uh, approximately seven years ago, Monsignor... I, I need that kind of title. I need, like, Monsignor. Now that's a title. You know, Monsignor. Now that came in as authority. you got to admit, I mean, come on. Anyway, Monsignor Corrado Balducci made similar news when he said the ETs were actually already interacting with Earth and that some of the Vatican's leaders were aware of it. Hmm. Before his death in 1999, Maverick Catholic Jesuit theologian, this is the one that Tom Horn loves to, and so many other people that call themselves Christians, loved to just... Oh, he's the man. I mean, this guy, he was one solid Catholic. He was a Jesuit who did make the most unbelievable vows to deceive and delude and, and pull the wool over all the 
the non-believers in Catholicism's eyes. I mean, they mean, you know, basically sell their soul to the Satan with these vows. Not to say that they're not already being in the Catholic Church, but they really make it official there. And anyway, I've read those vows before. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Maverick, Catholic, Jesuit theologian, Father Malachi Martin, hinted at such more than once. Some perceive this as a careful doctrinal unveiling over the last 24 months, and a deliberate effort by the church officials to warm up the laity to official ET disclosure. You better believe that the Catholic Church is going to have a huge part in it. And again, most likely all the world's religions are going to unite under the banner of the Catholic Church. And if they've got some polarizing event that happens, where we've got on the heels of, let's say, World War III, let's say, massive pandemics, earthquakes, Jesus Christ said earthquakes in diverse places, plagues, pestilences, possible false flag nuclear event, possible global pandemic, possible famine, people can't get fresh water, you name it. All this stuff happening, let's say in close proximity, and then our awaited devil saviors come, and here they are on the horizon, the ascended masters and the boys, and the UFOs, and then the Catholic Church cozying up to them and say, yeah, we've known about these dudes, and actually they created us, and they are our gods, and they're going to straighten us out on what the Bible really means... And who Jesus really was. And we kind of had it all wrong to begin with. And we're going to lead you down this primrose path to hell. I mean, to our version of heaven. And we wouldn't ever steer you wrong. And we want all the other religions of the planet who have some truth to come under our banner. And we're going to have as our leader one of these ascended master dudes. And, you know... We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have the false, pro- the false prophet, and the antichrist, and we're gonna have one, our one world religion, and our one world political system, and our one world economic system, and our one world currency, and be one big happy hellbound family. Now I know I said a mouthful, but that's pretty much how I believe it's gonna go down in kind of a nutshell. Not saying that I gave you all the details, but in a nutshell, that's the way I kind of see things playing out. And the, I believe the Vatican. The Catholic Church will be at the spear tip from a religious standpoint of making that all happen. Greasing the skids for that whole thing to transpire. So, anyway. Uh, And then we're also going to be looking at, in this particular study, holographic technology taking a huge leap upward and staging the Antichrist. And that has to do with Project Blue Beam. And I've done a study on that, and you just keep keying Blue Beam or Blue the letter blue at contendingfortruth.com, and I've done a study on that. Uh, I think it was the last part of the Grenada Treaty study. Anyway, (coughs) excuse me, Uh, let's go further here. The last set of teachings I did is they're entitled Preparation for the Alien UFO Deception in High Gear. The reason I'm kind of saying this is that there might be something that you've wanted to know about, and again, you can always do a keyword search, but there might be some bells that get rung here, and they're like, oh yeah, I kind of want to know about that. Or had this conviction to know about that, and it's all here. Um, this part one of this preparation for alien UFO deception high gear, I'm dealing with uh, number uh, the table of contents. Vatican preparing 1.1 billion followers for alien deception. Uh, then director of Institute of Applied Astronomy is convinced extraterrestrial life exists and will be in contact soon. Uh, next one, UFOlogy, the world's fastest growing scientific religion. Did you un- do you realize that that the whole UFOology is a religion? This is a religion. What Prometheus is teaching, what transhumanism is teaching, it's more of a religion than most religions are. 
There's absolute total religious implications that would literally unravel and negate many other religions, overriding them. So again, it's the fastest growing, quote, scientific religion there is. Something to think about. And then also Louis Farrakhan's Nation of Islam's linked to UFOs. He had supposedly a really big time encounter with a UFO, that devil Farrakhan. Uh, then the next part two of this teaching, I get into crop circles, um, the National Geographic alien invasion propaganda film they put out, or trailer, and then the event. Remember that show, The Event? Uh, and then Common Elenin. And uh, then the next part, part three, scientists urge the UN to prepare for alien invasion. And then the V, the original miniseries, NBC narrated, narrated recap, the the miniseries, and then the ghastly truth about the days of Noah. Uh, in the last part, part four, I get into the uh, MIT conference that they held, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, Nephilim hybrids, do they walk among us? Okay, sorry, I have started coughing there. I, I don't think Satan wants me getting this information out here. <clears throat> anyway, last article is entitled The Shocking Face of China's Brutal One-Child Policy. Uh, this is a shocking, the shocking face of China's brutal one-child policy, which many academics and pressure groups are now calling to be imposed on in the West. In other words, they want to bring that to America. <clears throat> the image, I did not post the image in here, uh, shows a nine-month-old baby lying dead in a bucket, forcibly aborted by Chinese family planning authorities after the, it was given birth. They drowned it in this bucket. This was in the town of Mo Shan, Shandong province. Because the parents of the baby already had a child, they were hunted down and forced to comply with China's draconian one-child policy. The mother was injected with a poison that induced an abortion, but after the baby was pulled out in, inhumanly like a piece of meat from her womb, it was still alive and began to cry before the doctor slung the defenseless child into a bucket and left it to die. And this goes on all over the world, every single day, probably thousands of times per day. And not only that, but then, again, the abortion mills, the birth control aspect, the IUDs, the morning after pill. How can God not judge this planet? I, I, it, it has to happen at some point. There's just billions of innocent Babies, their blood crying out from the land. Billions. You go back a hundred years. Billions at the bare minimum, I would say. At least a billion. I think way more than that. If you take into account all the other things I've mentioned. It, it could be equal with the population of the planet right now. Because that can happen over and over and over again in one woman's womb. Many times. Many more children than she could normally maybe even have. So, the most dangerous spot on planet Earth for the majority of humans is the mother's womb. Bar none. It is, it is a gauntlet that most will never, ever escape. I look at my own mom. I was the only one to escape my mom's womb alive. Ever. She was on, uh, had an IUD for years in her uterine device. That's a total abortifactant. Interferes with the lining of the uterus, so you can conceive and the the zygote, the the, the uh, fertilized egg comes down the fallopian tube, 
the, the, uh, has nowhere to implant. It does not have the right terrain in the uterus to implant. That's how you, IUDs work. They're cursed devices. <clears throat> Birth control works, in, it can work in the, the exact same way. It interferes with the uterus and lining. But you can have conception. Morning after pill, I mean, you're just killing the baby then. You, you know, you think, oh, I got pregnant, I better kill this baby. And you have the abortion mills. You have this kind of garbage going on. I mean, I can't even imagine. The, I mean, of all the things I report on, this is, I believe from God's standpoint, probably the most overriding thing that grieves him the most. The killing of innocent children and babies. <clears throat> Indiscriminate, just terrible, horrific, Heartless killing of innocent life. Killed whole generations. Into, I would guarantee, over into the billions. In the, in the last hundred years alone. <clears throat> God has to judge that, eventually. I can't believe he's even held back as long as he has. It's incomprehensible, his mercy. <clears throat> so, uh, the timestamp on, you can click on the link if you, I mean, it's not a close-up picture, you can kind of see the, I, I can't, I, I see those pictures and I just, I get so messed up that I can't even function. And that's because I think I'm better, I'm just saying, I just do. And, and I mean, like, I tried to watch that show I did, I think one time, a, a, a Massacre of Innocence, I think it's like on abortiontv.com or something, but I got the video, oh my word, I was so messed up from that, <clears throat> Oh, it's just horrific what goes on. Anyway, the timestamp on the image tells us the baby was killed on Monday. The image began circulating today on Weibo, China's version of Twitter, which has around 260 million members. The story has attracted widespread revulsion directed against the family planning authorities responsible for the murder of the baby. I mean, this is a fully formed baby. I mean, not to say that if it's two days old in the womb that it's not any less precious than God's sight. I'm just saying. <clears throat> oh, boy. Um, China's one-child policy is enforced by the way of forced abortions, infanticide, compulsory sterilization. In many cases, women are literally kidnapped off the street by state goons from the birth control office. That's what it's called. Driven to government hospitals, drugged, and the child is forcibly aborted. Man, that is so evil, sick, in 19, George Orwell, 1984. I, I just, you can't even conceive of this level of evil. But, is it better that we don't know about it, and we don't even know to pray against it? You know? Or is it, or is it better to know about it, so that we can not be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us? And to pray for the, the innocent babies that are being ab aborted by... <clears throat> The thousands and thousands of thousands every day worldwide. Because we talk a lot about America. A lot of times I see the statistics thrown around. But if you look worldwide, what the statistics are, it far exceeds what's going on in America. Now, America is the source for a lot of that through Planned Parenthood, putting their tentacles into particularly third world countries. A lot in Africa. So I think they're a lot of the source of these things. Good old Margaret Sanger. Boy, I can't imagine how hot she's burning in hell. 
I can't even imagine the 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 punishment. <clears throat> the Bible, Jesus Christ said, it would it'd be better that if a millstone were hung about your neck and you'd be cast in the midst of the sea than you offend one of these little ones that believeth on me. So, little little babies and little kids, they're not something you want to mess with in God's eyes. The Bible talks about their angels beholding their faces continually, these types of things. and, and you, you, you know, You're not supposed to be doing that. And again, I've said this before, but the, the one of the main things that you will always see God's wrath inflicted the most heavily, and, and one of the last things where God's judgment comes the worst is when you see child sacrifice, which is what abortions are, just to the God of self, most of the time. <clears throat> I'm not saying God can't forgive somebody if they've had an abortion, if they're a born-again Christian now, and these types of things, or if you're unsaved. If you're unsaved, please click on the Salvation tab at ContendingForTruth.com. It's on the right-hand side. And go through those series of studies. And the most important thing on the planet is you getting saved. Period. Okay? Apart from you getting saved, nothing else really matters up to that point in life, if you think about it. Because what does it matter if you gain, if a man gain the whole world and loses his own soul, as the Bible says. So, <clears throat> anyway... <clears throat> In one case in 2009, both a young woman and her baby were killed after such an abduction in Lichong City. According to a doctor at the hospital where the two died, the young woman was kidnapped by the birth control office and taken to the hospital where she was forced to undergo an abortion procedure. <clears throat> the young woman fought with the staff to protect her unborn child. However, a half a dozen men pushed her down. This is so unbelievably sick pushed her down on a bed, injected her with a drug to induce labor. After the young woman had a birth, she developed a massive hemorrhage and soon died thereafter. The practice of infanticide had its original origins in the barbaric eras of the ancient history, but it's still common in many areas of the world today. China, where the one-child policy allied with social pressures to have boys, has resulted in a massive imbalance in the population. This is, goes on a lot in India and other Particularly Eastern countries, they don't value girls. Oh, man, I, I just, I can't imagine life without my daughter. You know, she's a gift from God. I just, I can't comprehend what evil possesses whole swaths of populations. I mean, you, truly, it is Satan, I understand that. It's just, it's incomprehensible. <clears throat> Lord have mercy. I, I, I really need to do these, these... When I talk about abortion, I need to do it at the end because it so takes the wind out of my sails that I don't even want to talk. I'm just like, I'm, I'm done. Stick a fork in me. I, I, I'm done. I, I, you know, I, I can't hardly go on. Um, going further, uh, there's this massive imbalance in the population. Studies have found that 40 million girls are missing in China as a result of gender-selective abortion and infanticide. In India, there are 50 million less females for the same reasons. Advocates of population control, which is nothing more than a disguise for modern-day eugenics, have long pressured for one-child policy to be enforced in the West. In 2009, an article written by Canada's National Post argued for a planetary law such as China's one-child policy is this is the only way to reverse this disastrous global birth rate. <clears throat> In his 1977 book, Eco-Science, current White House science czar John P. Holdren 
floated the idea of forced abortions and compulsory sterilization amongst a raft of other draconian population control techniques, all of which would be carried out by the planetary regime. Boy, that doesn't sound too uh, New World Order-ish. And he's the current White House czar. Current. During a speech at Sichuan University last year, Vice President good old Joe Biden told an audience that he fully understands China's one-child policy. Uh, News network CNN, in addition to billionaire Ted Turner and other elitists, along with a whole host of pressure groups committed to pushing for population control, have all advocated the one-child policy. As we reported last month, a paper published in the Journal of Medical Ethics, authored by top academics at the University of Melbourne, argued that abortion should be extended to make the killing of newborn babies permissible, even if the baby is perfectly healthy. You know what? If you're going to do it, if you're going to abort your baby, they should do it that way. You know why? I'm not, I'm not advocating abortion, obviously. But you know why? You should be able to kill it when it's two hours old, two days old, two months old, or nine months. Partial birth. My daughter, Taylor, um, she has a, a Christian friend, and they were um, they found this thing up on the internet about this diagram of what actually happens during abortion. And it wasn't like a, a, the pictures. Uh, it was diagrams. And Taylor really didn't understand the mutilation that occurs during an abortion. Um, I never really got into the gory details. But she, it, I mean, it, she's like, I had no idea it was so unbelievably... She was thinking, well, maybe they, like... Uh, you know, inject it, kill it humanely as possible. No, 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 no. It's barbaric as you could possibly get. Partial birth abortion, they literally, like, that occurs in like eight, seven, nine months, they literally deliver the baby into the birth canal. I imagine they induce labor. They literally deliver the baby into the birth canal and essentially put scissors into the baby's head and then put a, uh, a, open a hole up and suck the brains out. I mean, it's as barbaric and evil of a thing as I've ever seen. I got a story this report this week from this guy. This, this, these devil abortion doctors. They, I mean, they are so evil. They are so from the pits of hell. I, I don't even know how they could walk around on planet Earth and God not strike them dead. But these guys, this guy from India, where a lot of these Eastern countries, they, they eat the babies. They, they value them as a delicacy. And they had nurses, and they showed pictures of this guy's abortion, how unbelievably unsanitary it was. And like I said, I've reported on India and Hinduism a lot, and that is one of the most unsanitary, evil, disgusting religions and countries. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want them to get saved. I'm just saying they do some really disgusting things. I mean, they worship the god of dung. It's one of their main gods. I mean, they literally bring this god feces. They literally take cow dung and put it on, I've seen documentaries where they do it. They put cow dung on their floors and, and make it nice and shiny. They cook with it. Um, well, how disgusting this, this guy from uh, India, he was a abortion doctor in America, was. And he would literally take the babies that he was aborting. And they had seen him take little innocent uh, babies and literally stir them into soup that he was eating at lunch. After he had done this. Uh, 
And that's not the only story. There is many, many, many a story of the barbarity of these disgusting devil abortion doctors that we literally really need to be praying specifically against them in Planned Parenthood for God's destruction on them. Not saying I'm not advocating anybody to go out and, you know what I mean? Like, take this into your own hands. I'm saying let God do it. Because God can do it. And they, they need it. I mean, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God. The Bible says, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. Who? The workers of iniquity. People that, and again, if it be possible, I pray their soul be saved. But God, if not, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All men shall see and fear and declare the work of God, that they, will, they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. That's the end of Psalm 64. And again, you might want to listen to that teaching I've done on Psalm 64, or in precatory prayer, just key in 64, or Psalm 64, in the keyword search box, at containingfortruth.com. Um, these dudes, they're, they're not even, they don't even act human most of these abortion doctor guys. I mean, how could you do that all day long? And have no conscience. Talk about having your conscience seared with a iron. And they think they're doing something really good for humanity. They think that they're doing their community service, evidently, by keeping the population down. Again, I, I can't imagine the spot in hell reserved for them. I can't even imagine... I wish they would all be shown that spot in hell. Every one of these dudes, every one of the nurses doing this, every one of the abortion clinic owners, every, and a lot of them, again, are witches and warlocks, and I've, I've proven that. It's, it's a proven fact. And they view these as sacrifices to their gods, whether they call it Artemis, Moloch, Chemosh, Lilith, you name it. That's how they view these abortions going on in their clinic. And not only that, they're making tons of money. Well, the love of money is the root of all evil, and they get to serve their God as well. I wish they were all shown a spot in hell of where their destiny is. For about, I don't know, at least a minute. It would probably be a mass conversion of a lot of these people that are abortion doctors. or I don't know, I mean, if they're conscious, see with a hot iron, if they cross the line with God. I mean, I don't see a lot of conversions happening of abortion doctors. I'm not just, I just don't want to limit God, is what I'm saying. Or at least it would bare minimum, it would, it would cause them to stop. I mean, one of the attributes of a Christian is defending the cause of the fatherless and the, and the, the cause of the innocent and, 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 the, and the helpless. And how more helpless can you get than a baby in the womb? And I, I just pray God does it. You know, I pray God <laughs> intervene in every one of these situations and stop this unbelievably sick horrific, demented, twisted, barbaric, pagan, evil that is going on on planet Earth. Because I don't think there's anything more on planet Earth that, that grieves God more than this. And now they're arguing, the University of uh, Melbourne's arguing that abortion should be extended to make the killing of newborn babies permissible, even if the baby's healthy. The authors argue that both fetuses and newborns do not have the same moral status as actual persons. When do they become an actual person? When do they cross that line? Uh, kind of funny, because the Bible says, when God was talking to Jeremiah, it says, before I formed thee in the womb, 
I called thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Before. So in God's eyes, you're already a person. Before you're even conceived. I mean, the spirit and the soul. Surely you are when you're at conception. But according to these devils, both the fetus and the newborn do not have the same moral status as actual persons. And that, because abortion is allowed even when there is no problem with the fetus's health, killing a newborn should be permissible in all cases where abortion is, including cases where the newborn is not disabled. Okay. You're going to do it that way? Force everyone to do it that way. This is the way it should be done. If, if, you're, going to, if you're going to do this, all... If you're going to do something this evil and this barbaric, you know what? The mom shouldn't get a free pass. Nor the dad. Neither. Taylor and I were actually discussing this. You know what they should be forced to do? Deliver the baby. Because right here it's saying that they, you know you should be able to kill your newborn. Okay, fine. Now I've heard all the way up to three years old. But no, no. Do it on the newborn. Deliver the baby. Okay. Do everything to have the healthy baby birth. Give the baby to the mom. Force her to, to stay in the room with it for, I, I don't know, at least a day. Bond, the father and... And then, you come in and you bring the butcher knife. And you give it to the mom and the dad and force them to kill the baby themselves. How is that any different than what's going on? Oh, well, it's, that's barbaric. Why? Well, is, what's less barbaric about them... What's less barbaric about the morning after pill? It's just killing a... A, a baby, a soul, and a spirit. What's less barbaric than doing an abortion at two months? Or four? Or six? Or what about a partial birth abortion? Where they partially deliver the fully formed baby into the birth canal and suck its brains out? Well, I mean, well, no, let's make it honest. Let's make it real. Let's, let's, make the, let's make the parents really, okay, you really want to do this? You really want to do this? Here you go. You deliver the baby? No, you're not going to just do it right when it's born. We want you to spend a little time so you can say your goodbyes to your baby. And and, and don't let that devil dad off the hook either. Because I'm not holding him any less accountable either. No, you force him to stay in the room with the baby. And then and then after a day, then you go ahead. You, you perform the actual murder. Oh, it's a murder now, right? Yeah. It's kind of funny, when a woman dies from a murder, let's say she gets killed, and the babe, that's counted as a double murder. It's funny, they'll acknowledge that in a murder case, but they won't acknowledge it when they kill the baby in the womb. No, now you, you, you are the executioner. You've got to look that little baby, that little innocent baby, in the eyes, and you got to, you know, you go ahead and you execute it. Here's, here's the butcher knife. That's what I think they should do. Do you know how that would, I mean... I guarantee you, that would cause abortion rates to plummet beyond wildest expectations. Dare I say, 95, 99% reduction. Who's going to be able to do that? I mean, anymore, who knows, in today's day and age, I don't know, maybe I'm giving humanity too much of a, of a pass. I don't really know. But I guarantee you, it would mega, majorly. Hey, it's honest. Well, see, the thing is, is, is in, in the bi- biblical times, they sacrificed unto Moloch. They literally 
And again, this is a lot more honest way to do it. They would literally take the baby after they had already bonded with, after they had the baby, and they would sacrifice it to Molech. And I said this before, they would have the, the hands heated up, white hot, and the hands were angled up, and there was a big fire churning under the hands, and, and, and it had a hole in its belly, this Molech uh, devil, idol they were sacrificing to, and they would literally ba- lay the baby on the white hot hands that would roll into the stomach that was burning with white hot coals. And the screams were so blood-curdling that they would beat on drums so that it would drown out the screams of the little babies they were sacrificing, usually for financial gain. But you know what about that? It was a whole lot more honest. And I guarantee you there was a lot of people that didn't sacrifice their child because they couldn't do it. They couldn't go through with it. But see, now because it's done in secret, because it's done in dark, in the dark, in, the, in literally the darkness of the mother's womb, and I believe sometimes they're probably partially sedated or knocked out. Well, and, and they don't actually ever see the remains of the baby. Well, it's so much more palatable. Oh, and then you've got women's lib and a woman's right to choose, a woman's right to choose to murder their own flesh and blood. That's right. They should have that. Well, okay. You have that right. Let's say it's, it's on the books, Roe versus Wade. But no, we're going to choose you to really confront the evil and you're going to have to be the executioner, even though you really are. You're just putting in the doctor's name. But no, no, no. We're going to make it really real to you. We're going to make it honest. And you're going to deliver the baby to term. And you're going to have to be the executioner. You and the, and the sorry dad. Both of you. That's what they did in Moloch's day. Now, granted, it's going to come back to that. I guarantee you, it will get that wicked and, and people will be that evil where they got probably no problem doing that. I don't know. That's what I think they should do. I'm not saying that we should have abortion at all. I'm saying that if they did what I said, guaranteed, massive, massive, overnight reductions in abortions. Massive. Millions of babies would be saved the first year that was done. I'm just saying. I'm sure that what I'm saying would be popular among society I really could care less. I, you know, I could care less if I offend somebody through righteousness. And that is righteous. I know that I know that I know what I just said was, you know, let's, you know, let's be honest about it. Let's, you're going to do it. Confront it. So anyway, uh, Uh, this, I don't think there's anything that gets me more angry than this. Um, the scintilla of hope that we can take from this distressing uh, story is the fact that this baby's precious few minutes of life before it was murdered were not in vain, and in fact could end up meaning more than most people who live to old age. Why? Because as a result of seeing this one image, scores of couples around the world could decide against having an abortion, saving many more babies' lives in the long run. Well, I hope that's exactly, I, I do hope it starts a chain reaction. But there's all kind of pictures of aborted babies up there. I mean, beyond horrific. Gut-wrenching, beyond horrific pictures. The image also serves as a graphic condemnation of China's arcane one-child policy as well as a warning that calls to impose similar, similar population control measures in the West and should be forcefully discredited, resisted, and rejected at every turn. Yeah, amen. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, that's what we're doing today. We're, we're, we are resisting evil. By exposing evil, we resist it as well. And then I give you the teacher, the teaching I did called Massacre of Innocence, the Occult Root of Abortion. That's on page 13 of the PDF, and that's all we have for today. And I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time that you've given us. I praise you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. Uh, I I do pray, God, for these innocent uh, little babies and the children and the orphans and the widows and and, uh, these babies, Lord God, scheduled to be killed, Lord, essentially. I just pray to God you intervene, Lord, in every single one of these cases worldwide, according to thy will, Lord. I just pray to God for your intervention. I pray to God for the fear of God on this planet, that people would understand and fully comprehend what they're doing, and that people would literally get on their knees and, and beg for forgiveness if they've, if they've done this, that they would recognize this evil. And that they would repent of it in sackcloth and ashes if necessary. And that if they're not saved, their souls would be saved. That you would intervene in their respective lives. And that your protective hand would be upon these precious little babies. I pray, Lord God, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we have committed in any way, shape, or form. As we forgive those who have sinned against us that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. That the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be pleasing in your sight, Lord. That you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. That your name would be glorified through the body of Christ, Lord, through my listeners, this ministry, Lord. And that many would be saved as a result of your efforts through us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.